It's interesting. There's one subject that I feel like I'm always playing catch up on. Many of the stuff I'm well on top of, but I hear something the latest in the tech side. And of course, more recently, it's all been about artificial intelligence. And I just feel, as they say, I play catch up. I read on it every single day and it's full of, I didn't know that stuff. And then I've got uh, Ian Patterson with me right now from Pluralock. That's our go-to guys when I think about well, cybersecurity. And I've got some questions about that today. And you know, just the whole nature of this uh, evolution that's just so dramatic and profound and quick. Uh, so I thought I'd pick his brain on that side of the things with so many, uh, so many things. I mean, the opportunities for business, the concerns for business and individuals, uh, all of those kind of things. Ian, first of all, we always appreciate your fine time for us. I mean, I guess it just never stops getting busy. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, Mike, about cybersecurity. There's always something uh, to talk about when it comes to people getting attacked, whether it's notable celebrities like yourself, whether it's like uh, the government of Nova, Nova Scotia, whether it's healthcare breaches on, in Atlantic Canada. Um, unfortunately, this is just something that we live with on a regular basis. I'll just quickly, I'll share my own personal story, and then we're going to move on to artificial intelligence. But just quickly, uh, this is going back about a week uh, I get a, a note from, I want to be careful. I don't <laughs> throw this guy under the bus. I was well familiar and it should have been a note that came to me totally within the realm. It was about an appointment that I had upcoming. I open it up and there you go. My email was infected, you know, from that. But my point only being, it wasn't opening something from a stranger. This person, you know, is exactly the, I get these kind of email or I get this email from one particular thing about a medical appointment. I have a medical appointment coming up, you know, so not unusual. Uh, I just couldn't believe that, uh, you know, obviously I wish I hadn't done it, but then I click on and of course I have to by hand send notes to everyone who I could find that I had sent anything on the email to. I mean, it was about a six hour process of, of sending personal notes saying my email's been hacked. I mean, it was I can't, if you haven't had it happen, don't wait till it happens because it is a phenomenal hassle. So I, I didn't know what to do at that point, Ian. You know, I'm serious. I, I, okay, I clearly have been hacked. I didn't know what to do, you know, in terms of uh, protecting anybody else other than warning them and protecting my m myself. Well, it's challenging. And I think, Mike, you're describing a situation that affects not only other people, but also businesses. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you a, a business example, very similar to, to what you just articulated. Um, I, I had a situation, I actually got a call, uh, and I'm usually, to be clear, I'm usually the guy who gets the call. I got mm -hmm. a call uh, just a couple of weeks ago from a general counsel of a, of a large, very successful, very well-known company in Canada. Uh, and she was saying, Ian, we have a situation. And the situation is, the accounting team accidentally sent $1.6 million to some bad guys that they weren't supposed to. And very similar to your situation, Mike, they got an email. They were expecting the email. The email said, please change my banking details to a different bank, a different bank account. And over successive week after week, they, they were wiring hundreds of thousands of dollars to the bad guys. Now, um, the good news is that on the last wire, uh, they were able to stop and retract it, but that was only saving 300 grand. It didn't, it didn't do anything for the 1.6 million that they had already sent. Now, here's what's interesting. You would think of a company, large, successful, well-resourced, they would know who to call. But Mike, the exact same thing happened to them that happened to you. They didn't know what to, who to call. They didn't know what to do. They didn't tell their insurance provider. They didn't contact law enforcement. 
um, they just they were they were sitting there effectively stunned, uh, not not sure what to do. So my message to both business owners as well as individuals is there are steps that you can take in advance to help prevent this from ha- from happening in the first place. That's that's number one. Number two, though, there are companies like ours, Pluralock, as well as others that you can call when something bad does happen. And we can walk you through how to help, how to remediate, what steps you should be taking, when you should contact law enforcement, when you should contact your, your insurance provider. Um, it, because the reality is every time I go up and do a presentation to an association or a group of companies, I did one earlier this week, I always ask the question, hey, put up your hand, who here has been impacted by either a cyber attack, by a hack, or by by some sort of fraud or theft? And Mike, I gotta tell you, it seems like every single presentation I do, almost the whole room puts their hand up. Yeah, I went, I had a a meeting the other day, right after it, and I just, I asked a similar question. I said, "God, I, you know," because I had to send all of them. You know, they're on the email uh, link and sent them all stuff, and they asked me how it was. And I said, "Well, have you guys gone through this?" Same thing. There was about twenty in the room. About eighteen put their hand up, and two were lying. So there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, well, Mike, the the uh, the FBI director, uh, former FBI director. Uh, has a statistic and and he says there's really only two types of companies in the world, those who have have been hacked and those who will be hacked. Um, There's a similar quote, which is uh, there's two types of companies in the world, those who know they have been hacked and those who don't know they have been hacked. Mm. So I think I think we're all we're all talking about roughly the same thing. And really, this is this goes to show about uh, the growth that we're seeing. I mean, unfortunately, we're talking about growth of bad guys. Um, but it, it is translating into business impact as well. I mean, listen, when you and I first started talking, we went public in September of 2020. We had approximately half a million dollars of revenue, you know, round numbers. We closed out last year, 2022, uh, with $64 million in revenue. Wow. So that's almost 100x growth in three years. And I think that that just speaks to how important cybersecurity is in the world these days. And, and it can't be, and I know there's so many things we do as human beings we wait to have a heart attack to eat healthy, if you know what I mean, or to exercise or whatever it is, some cliches. But I'll tell you, this is one, it is, as you said, it can involve hundreds of millions of dollars. First of all, that's a pretty big incentive, you know, but on an individual level, uh, level, it was a, a tremendous hassle doesn't, doesn't even begin to tell the outfall, the fallout from this for me. And I'm just saying it's something you don't want to wait and something you want to pay attention to instantly. You know, as I say, many will ignore it, but my gosh, you'll be sorry when you did. So let's 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 divide two things. One of the things I want to tell people, by the way, right now is what's terrific is I call this a Money Talks bonus uh, webinar. You're doing a webinar on Tuesday. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, because this is a chance to get a lot more than I can do with you right now. I mean, I have other things to ask you about, but this is specifically on the subjects we're talking about. And boy, talk about why don't you take an hour and, you know, and get the best. So Mike, as a result of, of your, uh, what we'll call it advertisement, your advertisement, <laughs> your email getting hacked, um, what we've done is we've put together uh, an hour long uh, presentation on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And the subject here is cybersecurity in the age of AI. So as a reminder, you know, people who first started hearing about Pluralock, they knew us as the guys using artificial intelligence to identify who you are based on how you type on the keyboard and move a mouse. That is a form of artificial intelligence. So, Mike, 
we've been doing AI since way before all the cool kids uh, were, were getting popular with ChatGPT and OpenAI. So we're coming at this from the perspective of, hey, we've been doing AI for many years. We have some authority in this space. Let us use that authority to articulate and help you understand uh, the, the, the opportunity that this new wave of AI is presenting in cybersecurity. So here's what we're going to cover. We're going we're gonna to cover um, some practical steps for you both as an individual, as well as you as a business owner, what to do to prevent getting attacked or and hacked like yourself, Mike. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover what to do once you are attacked. We're also going to cover what does it mean for cybersecurity now that we have deep fakes and we have uh, uh, f- uh, the Beatles launching songs with, uh, you know, fake John Lennon in, in the song. What does it mean for security now that these new capabilities exist? And ultimately, where are the investment opportunities? What does this new wave of technology shift mean for cybersecurity? Which, to be clear, Mike, was already a trillion dollar market opportunity even before ChatGPT came onto the scene. Uh, one thing I'd add to that, and I hope you put it in, is if somebody has sent you an email and they've been hacked, you know what I mean? You, so you've been infected, you've, you've infected someone, also what they should do. You know, and, and it is, you're so right, Ian. I, I mean, I didn't know immediately what to do. You know, I, uh, what, you know, should I cancel my email, sort of? Should I get it right off my computer, change my password? What's the steps? And, of course, you're going to deal with that. And same for someone who received one of those emails. And as I say, over the years, this is the second time this has happened to me. Uh, once from a friend who sent it, and this is from a, fi- a business. I was, very, but it was way more sophisticated. It was so specific. I think they could have told me my weight, <laughs> you know, and and that's why it makes it uh, somewhat believable. I had that thanks to you and Pluralock. I had that standard. If I don't recognize the email address, I don't open it. You know, that's simple as that. If I don't know, it, well, but I did in this case. You know, that that was the new step for me. Like, well, yeah, and I know I'm about to deal with these people in a week and they're sending a reminder, you know. So, yeah, it, it's sent the shivers up my spine. Well, Mike, unfortunately, it's only going to get worse. So yes. here's here's the challenge with with email. It can look like it's coming from somebody you know. Mm-hmm. It can even the text in the email can sort of seem like uh, somebody that you correspond with. Here's the danger, and this is what this is a prediction that I've been putting out for the last year and a half: is that the, the deep fake technology is getting so good that imagine how hard it's going to be when not only you get the written text email, but you get a phone call that sounds like somebody that you know, that you trust, that you interact with, and they ask you to do something. There was actually a, a 60 Minutes um, uh, segment that came out just a couple of weeks ago where a, a, uh, a security professional uh, ran a test with the 60 Minutes uh, crew, and she pretended to be uh, the reporter. And that reporter ostensibly called her producer and said, hey, with this international trip, I need my passport number. Of course, it was actually the security practitioner. She had cloned the voice of the reporter. She had made the phone number look like it was the reporter who was making the call. Mm. And what did the producer do? They, of course, gave her the passport number. And, And they did all this on the air. So this was just a couple of weeks ago on national television. Now, imagine if you were to get a phone call from your son, from your daughter, from Mm -hmm. your nephew, and they said, Mike, I've just been in a car crash. I need $3,000 right now. 
This exact situation uh, happened to a colleague of mine just a few weeks ago, uh, a business colleague of mine. Um, and and what did that person do? They they ran to the bank. They got three thousand dollars cash, and somebody actually came to pick it up in person. So these are here. They're here today. And then the question, Mike, is if these things are so prevalent, if they're happening all the time, what does that mean for you as an investor? How how can you uh, think about putting that in your portfolio at somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Because these things don't seem to be going any way. In fact, they seem to be becoming more prevalent. Uh, and so that's really the, the, the question folks should be considering. Yeah, it seems like it's interesting. We used to talk about the oil market and say maybe the safer side of the oil market was oil services, you know, because of the people who were supplying the equipment. We actually said that about, I uh, was nervous about the cannabis market, but not about the people selling them the equipment. <laughs> you know, that, that seemed to be pretty foolproof. But it's similar in this, is that if you want to take advantage, you've got to look at different securities, you know, cybersecurity, I guess, as an uh, umbrella, because this ain't, as you say, this, I mean, it's ridiculous to think this is going away and the sophistication becomes enhanced as we go through here, uh, you know, with new things. And, and I guess that's on the, you know, there's several things. This is a fairly new subject for the layman you know, uh, all of this coming out. And so you have security issues. Um, you're worried about job replacement in some areas. Uh, you know, there's all of those things. And obviously then the other side, there's, hey, we look for increases in productivity and all sorts of other, you know, benefits. But that's the thing that we're dealing with at this point. And from just your take, what are people most worried about broadly when you see the, you know, AI becoming so more uh, more entrenched or more, uh, into all our uh, society areas. Well, I think from my perspective, and, and to be clear, Mike, my bias is I've been a data and analytics guy for the last 13, 14, 15 years now. Mm-hmm. So I, I always see that these technology improvements are a tool and the that tool will be used by the good guys and it'll also be used by the bad guys. So we've talked now about what the bad guys are and I expect we'll we'll do more of, which is mm-hmm. use these tools to create more uh, convincing uh, messages across multiple communication channels, voice, video, text, to try and fool people into doing things that they shouldn't. That we're seeing that today, and I expect that will continue. The other thing, though, the other side of that coin is those same tools are also helping security practitioners to do more. One of the challenges with cybersecurity is that there is a massive job shortage, uh, or sorry, a shortage of qualified people. Uh, there's actually too many jobs. There's not enough people. So uh, in 2021, the estimate was there was a million cyber jobs left unfilled. In 2022, the estimate grew to three and a half million jobs unfilled. So there's there's a deficit of qualified cybersecurity people to do all of the work necessary to keep businesses safe. So what AI is going to do, and we're already starting to see some of it, is for the people who are employed defending companies, uh, running defenses, um, we're, we're going to increase their productivity with AI co-pilots. So we've, we've talked or we, we've certainly looked at and seen ChatGPT. Imagine, uh, uh, you know, ChatGPT helps you write your email. It allows you to, to write faster, right? It's, it's one person you can now write faster as a result of ChatGPT. Well, one of the the big jobs in cybersecurity is looking at um, looking at 
log messages or error messages. So if you think of a firewall or an antivirus system, that's going to produce some messages saying, hey, there's something suspicious over here. There's something suspicious over there. In most enterprises, that goes to a security team. That security team reviews those logs and alerts. And then ultimately, they make a decision. Is this suspicious uh, or actually nefarious? Well, that job, that the processing job, can be aided uh, by using artificial intelligence, by having a co-pilot sit there and, and try and prioritize. Well, what are the, of the 100,000 error messages, what are the top 1%? So I think that we are going to see a productivity boost. Um, we're already seeing some of it right now with those same AI innovations, like, like using ChatGPT. So it's going to be ultimately deflationary, both for the bad guys as well as for the good guys. But what we are going to see, Mike, is a tremendous amount of change. Uh, I think that that's going to be the constant. We're going to see a lot of change and disruption occurring in the markets. And those companies who have the background and expertise with AI are going to be able to leverage that change. And those who do not have the background and expertise in AI are going to be left behind. Yeah, I, I just look at the adoption of uh, chat GPT. It's just been unbelievable how the speed of the adoption. And I guess... Uh, people think it's cool and it's also, you know, and that's expanding the number of things you can do, uh, you know, with it. And as I say, <laughs> I worry about the number of things the bad guys can do with it also. I, I just think right. it could be very, very fundamental. You're going to be busy, by the way, uh, <laughs> you know, at Pluralock, you know, with this kind of thing. But uh, yeah, and that's why I look forward to the seminar here because you get a chance to be a little more in depth. But I mean, gosh, if you're in business, you're obviously an individual there's issues for both of you, uh, both you know areas. As I say, I would really take advantage of this. As I say, uh, yeah, it's one of the things. I, I, although I have a big interest in it, man, when it hits you, I can just say firsthand, it is a nightmare. You know, it's 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 a nightmare. And so, take advantage of this. Go to the seminar. We'll put it up uh, 1 p.m. again on Tuesday Pacific Daylight Time. We'll put it up on Mike'sMoneyTalks.ca. Obviously, it's always limited with that technology, but take advantage of it because uh, there's so much to talk about. Ian, thank you for sharing your expertise. As usual, you, you're so generous uh, with your time with us. And as, as I'm always, you know, bombarding you with the layman's questions, but uh, much appreciated. Mike, always a pleasure. Uh, and uh, try not to click on any links anymore. Yeah. Okay. Thanks.